What's up, guys? So, uh, we're here to go over UFC Vegas 74, Kara France versus Albazi. Um, real quick, I got to go over the results of the last two cards. Um, the UFC on ABC card and the Vegas 73 card just happened yesterday. Sorry I meant to get this video out sooner to you guys, but I've been pushing off all week. I was trying to get back in a vehicle, looking at cars, all that shit, so... Uh, but we've had two, actually probably three really good weeks in a row. Um, as you can see on the uh, top left corner here, I had two two-man parlays hit on the UFC on ABC card. I had a two-unit play on Olberg and Almeida. And then I had a one-unit play on Williams and Morono, and that was a minus 115 one-unit play. And then I had a underdog parlay that I just put like 100 bucks on, and it was Douglas Silva D'Andrade and Angela Hill. And, uh, of course, Angela Hill didn't win last night, so that one didn't hit. But it was a small play, so no big deal. Um, and as far as um, yesterday's card, my posted bets, uh, had a, a small plus money play on Nick Fuhrer that didn't hit. Which is, I mean, it was a plus money play. It wasn't a whole lot, so not such a big deal. Um, I had a one-unit play on Joaquin Buckley. That hit. And then I had a parlay that I put like 50 bucks on that was Grimbo, Fior, Buckley, Silva, and Urbina. And uh, that was a plus uh, uh, 1,476. So Fior screwed me on that one. No big deal. It was a small play. And then I had added these two Thursday and Friday before the fights, I believe. the uh, had a parlay that was Buckley versus Fialo under two and a half rounds and parlayed that with Silva to win, and that was a minus 150, and that was a one-unit play. And then I had a two-man parlay on Silva and Hernandez to win. That was a minus 147, and I had a half unit on that, and that hit. Um, and also I had a couple of parlays hit. Uh, this first one, this was from the, um, this is from the, uh, which pay-per-view was that? UFC 288 card, I think. Um yeah, the uh, why am I the Sterling versus um, Cejudo card and UFC on ABC? I think I talked about this. Um, let me pull that back up. I can get all this crap out of the way now that I'm messing everything up here. Um, yeah, this was a uh, Kennedy and Matt Revolve, Bilal Muhammad uh, from and. Uh, and Chaos Williams from the UFC 288, and I had parlayed with that Carl Williams, Jolton Almeida, Alex Morono, and Natan Levy. And the Natan Levy fight got canceled, but uh, it was a 10-fight parlay, nine fights if you count um, Natan Levy, be Levy being out. Uh, that was a $909.89 uh, parlay there, and I think I had 50 bucks on that parlay. And then I had another one hit last night that was all from uh, last night's card, Gilbert Urbina, uh, Gilbert Urbina uh, Karolina Kolakiewicz, um, Borishev, Carlos Diego Ferreira, uh, Joaquin Buckley, and Anthony Hernandez. And I actually I actually cashed this one out before the Hernandez fight. 
Cause I was already up, man. And I just figured why well, it's not going to hurt, you know, just to take the extra money while I can, just in case Hernandez loses. So it would have been like a thousand dollar win, but it ended up being like a $562 and 31 cent parlay win. Cause I cashed it out a fight early. So, um, either way it was a really good night. So, um, but yeah, so if, uh, if uh, you're new to the channel, what I do is I go over all the cars. I post all my bets, usually a week or two before the fights happen. All my stuff's free. I don't charge anybody for anything. Um, I go over the card. I pick all my, give all my picks, and then I uh, give out my bets at the end of the video. And uh, I'm available on Spotify, um, YouTube, uh, Pandora, iTunes, Rumble, um, all that stuff. And uh, my Instagram, if you if you don't want to watch the uh, video, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go over to my Instagram. It's highkick underscore fight picks. Um, I post everything on there. If there's any bets that I add after my uh, after my video, you'll be able to find them on there. And usually I post them in the community tab on my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm usually remember, sometimes I forget, but I try to get them out there. I try to remember. And, uh, but yeah, man, it's been a pretty good, pretty good, like three weeks. And, uh. So it's, uh, you know, it's funny cause, um, <laughs> it's funny with doing all this stuff, man. Cause you know, it's, uh, you put a lot of work into this and everything and you know, you, you try to, I, I know I'm in particular, I don't know about everybody else that has their own channels, but I'm pretty respectful to everybody. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion and anything can happen in this sport, you know, um, cause it's MMA, anything can happen in this, you know, it's, uh, it's a crazy sport. So, I mean, anytime for the most part, everybody's pretty respectful and everything to me too. So, I mean, there's just the occasional person that's, you know, disrespectful or whatever, but it's just funny how no one talks about, you know, you pick, you pick nine, nine fights right on the card and nobody says anything about that. And then, you know, you, they, they pick, they take one fight that, you know, they think that you're wrong about, or even if you're right about it, you know, whatever, they want to take that one fight and, try to make a big deal out of it or whatever, which that's eh, whatever, man. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, the results speak for themselves, you know, I mean, I'm in the business of, of making money and trying to share that with everybody else. So, uh, thank y'all for watching. And, uh, even if you, even if you do have something bad to say or a bad attitude or whatever, I still appreciate you watching. So, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's get into this card uh, UFC Vegas, uh, 74, Kara France versus Albazi. Um, it's going to be a pretty good card. I like a lot of fights on this card. Uh, we lost a lot of good fights. Um, if you, uh, Mar Maria Bueno Silva versus Misha Tate, uh, we lost that. Tim Elliott versus Alan Nascimento, lost that. Jack Hermanson versus Brendan Allen, that would have been a good one. We lost it. And, uh, David Onama versus Kushin Askabob and Jim Miller versus Ludovic Klein got canceled. Uh, they replaced Ludovic Klein with, uh, who was it? Uh, Jared Gordon. So, uh, either way, you know, still a pretty good card. Um, look forward to, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good fights on this card, man. But first up, we got Felipe Lenz taking on Maxim Grisham. And Maxim Grisham is... Hold on a second. Sorry, I had to scroll up on my notes. They moved these fights around since I did the did my study on this card. Um, Maxim Grishin is 39 years old, 6'3", with a 76-inch reach. 
He is 32, 9, and 2, and he is 2 and 2 in the UFC. So, uh, and I feel like this guy's pretty underrated. He's a big guy. You know, he's fought at, at heavyweight as well as light heavyweight. He's very well rounded. Uh, the Jacoby fight was really close, so that was impressive. I I'm I'm really high on Dustin Jacoby, and uh, you know he uh, Maxim was undefeated in the PFL. He has 16 wins by knockout on his record, six by submission. Uh, the guy's not scared to fight anybody. He had two fights with Jolton Almeida fall out. Um, you know he uses his push kicks really well, lots of leg kicks. He has good takedown defense, good scrambles, great top pressure. Uh, you know uh, prefers to kickbox though more so than grapple. Um, you know, he's, he's really good at keeping the underhook when guys are trying to take him down. Uh, and if he's not he's not doing that, then he's probably controlling the wrist. He's got very good wrist control. Uh, one thing I noticed in the uh, in the William Knight fight was that I don't know if it was more so a lack of, of knowing what to do on Knight's part, uh, but whenever William Knight did catch the kick and take down Grishin, um, you know, he was... Whenever Knight was in the top position, Grissom would let Knight pass over into half guard almost, and then he would slide out the other side from underneath. You know, he did it. He did it two or three times in that fight. Um, you know, he fights very smart. He doesn't take a ton of damage. You know, he counters really well. Uh, the only thing I can you know can say bad about him really is that you know he doesn't put out a whole ton of volume as far as with his with his hands. Um, you know, and he's thirty nine years old. You know, but his opponent here Lens is almost thirty eight. So you know, we can call it pretty even on that. Um, and he's taken on Felipe Lenz, 37 years old, 6'2", with a 78-inch reach. He is 16-5 and five and 2-2 two and two in the UFC. Uh, this is another guy that had success in the PFL before the UFC. Um, you know, it's it's surprising that these guys never fought in the PFL. Uh, Lenz made a run at heavyweight, and he lost both those fights in the UFC when he came to the UFC. Uh, one, a decision to Arlovsky, and another, he got knocked out by Tanner Bozer. Uh but back down at light heavyweight, he's won two in a row. Not the best of competition, though. Pracnial and Oven St. Peru, who's on his way out. Um, you know, Lenz will have a two-inch reach advantage. It just depends on how he approaches this fight. You know, if he goes and rushes in, he could get caught. You know, he'll, he'll, have, to, he'll have the speed advantage in this spot. And I think Grisham will have the grappling advantage. Uh, you know, Lima, Lima will have more volume. Uh, this is a fight I could feel that, you know, really could go either way. Um, you know, if Grishin can slow Lenz down and, and make him fight his fight, he'll have success. You know, I wanted to pick Grishin, but since this fight could go either way and Lima is the underdog, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Lima to, to get the win here. Uh, I'm gonna say by decision, because I don't know that I don't let me look. I don't know, has Grishin ever been knocked out? I know he hasn't been hasn't been knocked out lately. He's got two losses by knockout. And that was to Magomed and Kalayev back in Akamat Fight Show 30, wherever that was, probably somewhere in Russia. Uh, and the other one was in M1 uh, Global Challenge 27 back in 2011. So, yeah, he hasn't been knocked out in a long time. Um, so, I'm, yeah, I'll take Lens to get the win by decision. Next up, we got Luan Lacerda taking on uh, Damon Blackshear. Let me find this on my notes. Sorry, they moved everything around. Okay, so Luna Lacerda is 30 years old. He's 5'7 with a 73-inch reach. He is 12-2 and and 0-1 and in the UFC. Uh, this guy's a really good jiu-jitsu guy. He has 10 wins by submission on his record. Uh, we saw in his last fight that he really doesn't have good ability to get the fight to the ground, though. And, you know, at this high level in the sport, you know, he's, he just... 
he didn't show any ability at all to to even shoot a takedown or even really try. Um, he mostly was just throwing a ton of leg kicks in that fight. Um, and uh, you know, his striking his striking isn't very good in my opinion. He's gonna have a you know a one inch reach advantage in this spot, and uh, you know he just showed a little bit of lack of experience on the feet. In his last fight, you know, he was doing a lot of following instead of cutting off the cage. And aside from really good submissions, there's not a whole lot I can say for this guy here. I mean, he is a very talented jiu-jitsu guy. But uh, if you don't have the takedowns to get the fight to the ground, you know. But this is a good matchup for him uh, in, in Blackshear. Uh, Blackshear is 28 years old. He's 5'10 with a 72-inch reach. He is 12-5-1. And, and he's 0-1-1 in the UFC. And this guy's pretty underrated. Yeah, he has a very good ground game, but sometimes it hurts him because, you know, he's a little bit a little bit too comfortable on his back at times, and the judges take the rounds from him for that, you know. Even though he's working to submissions and stuff, he'll be on bottom, so, you know, it goes against him. Um, he's very well-rounded. He has uh, eight submission wins on his record, and if he's smart, he'll just keep this fight on the feet. Uh, you know, not, not risk the jiu-jitsu here, although they are both very good on the ground. Um, he made a good account of himself against uh, Farid Basarat, and, uh, you know, Damon's very tall for the weight class. You know, he's going to be the better striker here. And, uh, if he keeps it on the feet, uh, I think he'll win for sure. And, uh, maybe he hurts, maybe he hurts Lacerda and, and then sinks in a choke. But, you know, Blackshear's a minus 115 right now, and that's a pretty good price for him in my opinion. So I'm going to take Blackshear to win. Uh, let's just, man, let's just go with, uh, by decision on this one. Next up, we got Jin Yu Frey taking on Elise Reed. Uh, yeah, this fight really, I mean, who cares, right? <clears throat> but uh, Jin Yu Frey is 38 years old, 5'3", with a 65-inch reach. And she's 11-8 and 2-4 and and in the UFC. And like, it's not a lot to say here. This is a pretty low-level fight, man. Everybody's going with Elise Reed on Tapology, but she's not all that good either. So I don't understand the one-sidedness of it all. Um, you know, Jenny Frey. I mean, she's lost. She lost to the Luma Lukbumi. That's not a bad loss. She did get a couple wins um, in their last two fights. I mean, she got knocked out in her last fight by Pollyanna Viana. Um, it's not a lot. I would never put money on this fight. Let's put it that way. Uh, could be pretty close, a pretty close fight. You know, um, she's taking on Elise Reed. She is 30 years old, 5'3", with a 63-inch reach. Uh, Frey's going to have a 2-inch reach advantage. Um, Reed is 6-3 and 2-3 and, and in the UFC. And, you know, she has pretty good kickboxing. That's all I could really say um, for her. Not much of a ground game at all. And I was going to pick Frey to win, but since she's, you know, the favorite, I'm going to take Reed because uh, I think this fight could go either way. And if it plays out on the feed, I think Reed's got a pretty good chance. If uh, Frey wants to win, she's going to have to use the uh, the takedowns and the grappling. Um, but it could go either way, man. And I'll side with the underdog on this one. If she is still the underdog. Let me see. Check it out here. I don't even see that fight on here right now. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it's a pick 'em right now, so I'll still I'll still go with Reed. Uh Yeah, yeah, it's a pick 'em. A lot of money's came in on 
on Fry. Uh, next up, we got Daniel Santos taking on uh, Johnny Munoz Jr. And I believe I already went over this fight on one of my other videos. Uh, you know, it's crazy that like when you know when I did that interview with Chris Lytle, you know, he was a guy that that fought back in the day, you know, and and you know back at the beginning of the company and when the sport was blowing up, you know, and you know back then, you uh, if you had a fight, if you had an opportunity to fight, you took it because you know the UFC was putting on way less events a year than, you know, and, and stuff like that. And it's just crazy how many, how many fights get canceled nowadays and how many fights just get switched around or opponents drop out constantly, man. Uh, it's pretty annoying sometimes, man. Cause you know, I have to go over some of these fights like three or four times, you know, on card after card because people keep falling out or can't make the weight or whatever. But, uh, you know, Daniel Santos is 28 years old. He's five, seven with a 67 inch reach. He is 10-2 and two and 1-1 one and one in the UFC. He did miss weight in his last fight. He came in at 138.5 pounds, so that was a pretty big weight miss. Um, you know, Daniel beat a really tough guy that I was very high on in John Castaneda his last time out. Uh, you know, Lots of finishes, both sub and KOs on his record. He got dropped quite a few times in his last fight, uh, but you know he, he fought through it. He got the win. Uh, Castaneda kind of gassed himself out, and he was able to take over and and land lots of body shots. Looks really good doing that. I mean, he does get taken down a lot, but he scrambles really well. He gets back to his feet, you know, pretty quickly. He throws good combinations, and and he can carry his power later into the fight, as we saw. I think it was in the third round that he finished uh, Castaneda. Yeah, with a it was a knee, but I believe that led up. He led that up uh, with a lot of body shots. He hurt Castaneda with body shots, and then sunk the knee in. Um, yeah, he has good uppercuts in the clinch. Very good cardio. Trains with Charles Oliveira and all those guys. He's got a good camp. Uh, he's, he has really good submission defense. He's never been submitted. And this should be a fun fight for sure, man. Uh, he's taking on Johnny Munoz Jr. He is 30 years old, 5'9", with a 71-inch reach. He is 12-2 and 2-2 and and in the UFC. Uh, Munoz has good jiu-jitsu, lots of submission wins on his record. Um, he was undefeated before the UFC. Uh, he has pretty good striking. uses his push kicks very well, um, as well as his jab. And uh, doesn't seem to have a whole lot of power in his hands. He puts out good volume, though, to make up for it. And uh, you know, he throws good straight punches for the most part. He doesn't get very wild. Uh, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage here. And, uh, you know, I think he'll improve, you know, further into his career. And he hasn't had, you know, a whole lot of credible wins yet, in my opinion, at least not in the UFC. Um, you know, the guys that he's beat so far have never won a fight in the UFC and uh, if he wins this fight, I'll start riding with him, you know, but I'm going to be taking Santos to get the win. I think Munoz will, will have a good first round, but Santos will take over late. And uh, I'm going to take Santos to win by uh, by third round submission. Maybe he hurts Johnny Munoz and sinks in the rear naked choke. Next up, we got Andre Olarski taking on Dante Mays. And, uh, always look forward to Andre. I've been watching this guy fight since on how old I was when I've been since I've been watching him fight. I've probably been watching him for 20 years. And uh Olaski is 44 years old. He is 6-3 with a 77-inch reach. He is 34 and 21 and 23, 15 and 1 in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Arlovsky's a legend. He's been around since the year 2000. So I guess that's how long I've been watching him, over 20 years. Um, 
Yeah, let's look at his record, man. He's been around the world. He's fought in all the tough competition out there. And uh, let's see. He put on a really pretty good win streak, man, to be this late into his career, although not the best of competition. Beat Jake Collier, Jared Vandera, Carlos Felipe, and Chase Sherman. Uh, lost to Tom Aspinall. But, I mean, he's fought Ty Tuivasa, Stefan Strube, Junior Albini, uh, Marcin Tabora, Francis Ngannou, Josh Barnett, Alistair Overeem, Stipe Miocic, Frank Mir, Travis Brown, Antonio Silva, Brendan Schwab. I mean, it goes on and on. You know, he's fought some of the best in the world. And, you know, everybody probably thought he was done a long time ago, man, and he's found a way to, to keep going. And it's really impressive, man. Always happy to see him on a card. Um, you know, he's changed up his style, and he started fighting, you know, a lot safer. And, you know, that's how he's been able to pull out so many decision wins this late into his career. Uh, you know, lately he's usually in pretty close fights. He just kind of stays on the outside and pokes at guys from a distance. Uh, this is definitely a winnable fight for him. Uh, he does have big power. He just doesn't really risk it to use it anymore. Um, you know, we saw in the uh, Carlos Felipe fight, Andre was using a real kick-heavy approach. He was able to uh, stay away from the big shots. And, uh, you know, which is impressive since I think Carlos might have been on steroids at the time. I know he's had some issues. But uh, also, like, whenever during that fight, whenever he heard the 10-second uh, the mark hit in that fight, he would switch and blitz forward, you know, with a very long combination and just really kind of sealed the round like that. You know, it's very smart, good way to steal the round in his favor. Um, you know, he stepped up the he stepped up the volume. Uh, you know, he he's you know, now he's he's not ever gonna make a run, you know, to the top again at this point in his career. Unfortunately, I don't think he is, but you know, he, he has done it all already, and I like how he's just kind of made the commitment to to stay in the win column and fight smart, you know, then then go out there and get knocked out five times in a row and be cut from the UFC. So you know, uh, there's a chance he could lose, man. You know, yeah, he's 44 years old. He's been knocked out a lot. So there's always a chance that, that you know, he gets KO'd. But I think he has a pretty good shot at winning this fight. And he's taking on Dontel Mays, 31 years old, 6'6", with an 81-inch reach. He is 9-5 and five and 2-3-1 and one in the UFC. And, you know, yeah, this man isn't very good. You know, um, I had tried to put some faith in him at one point um, a couple of times. I believe it was... It was after the Josh Parisian fight. He looked really good in that fight. And uh, and then I tried to put some faith in him with this Hamdi uh, Abdullawab, if that's how you say his name, Abdullawab. Um, the guy that was 3-0 came in on short notice, and uh, he got his ass kicked that fight. Turns out the guy was on steroids that he fought. So um, I don't think that really had that much to do with it. He looked horrible. And then I tried to put some faith in him in his next fight, you know, uh, Augusto Sakai had been knocked out four or five times in a row, and, and Mace couldn't get the win. And uh, he has horrible fight IQ. He's very slow, man. He's a really big guy, though. He's going to have a four-inch reach advantage here. And if Mace go, goes out and takes Andre down, he could win. But honestly, I don't I don't think he even really has that good of takedowns. Um, his wins have been against the worst guys in the UFC, so I can't really get behind Mace on this one. Uh, Andre is more talented. He's a better striker. You know, it's... It's really a loss, a lose-lose for Mays, you know, because if he wins, people will say, so what, he beat a 44-year-old guy that's past his prime, and if he loses, well, he just got beat by a 44-year-old guy that's past his prime, but I'm going to take Andre to win by a, uh, you know, maybe a close decision. He lands the fight on volume, but I would love to see him knock Dontel Mays out and then retire. <laughs> Next up, we got 
John Castaneda taking on uh, Matuas Mendoca. And this is going to be a pretty good fight, man. Uh, John Castaneda is 31 years old. He is 5'6 with a 69-inch reach. He is 19 and 6 and 2 and 2 in the UFC. And uh, he also missed Wade his last time out, and that was the Daniel Santos fight that I was talking about. And that could have played a factor in that, man. It was a bad weight cut. You know, maybe that's why he gassed out so bad. Um, you know, it, it could have played a factor in it. So, you know, let's not totally write him off, you know, because of the Daniel Santos loss. Um, you know, he I was really impressed uh, with this guy's victory over Miles Johns. Um, he looked really good in that spot. And, uh, you know, then he looked good in the first round, uh, like I said, against Daniel Santos. Then he gassed himself out and got finished. Um so that's not a good look. Hard to roll with somebody that gasses out in this weight class, but it was a bad weight cut. Um, you know, he's really fast. He's very powerful. He throws a lot of kicks, lots of volume. Um, he has good submissions as well. He has seven wins by knockout and seven by submission. Um, he's never been submitted, so good good defense there. Um, pushes a really tough pace. Uh, and if I hadn't seen his last fight, I would probably ride with him, you know, without question. You know, not even watch the tape. I probably would, you know. But, uh, but I did. Uh, I did see it, and... It may very well be that, like I said, he, he hurt Santos, gassed himself out trying to get the finish, and also he had a bad weight cut, and that's why it happened. Or it could be that Santos was digging digging in with those body shots, and, and that helped him, you know, gas out as well. Um, could be both. Could be a combination of both. So either way, you know, Castaneda is a very talented guy. Um, just got to keep an eye on the weight cut, and uh, if he makes weight this time out, I think he's got a really good chance to win this fight. And he's taking on Matuas Mendoka. He is 24 years old, 5'6", with a 71.5-inch reach. He is 10-1 and 0-1 and and in the UFC. Uh, he made his debut on short notice against Javid Basarad, who's a very amazing fighter that's undefeated right now. Um, he made a good account of himself there, I thought, you know, but you know he's got he's got tons of finishes on his record, and he's pretty good. You know, um, he's going to have a 1.5-inch reach advantage here. Uh, very good, fast kicks, very well-rounded, pushes a tough pace on guys, very explosive. Um, throws good switch kicks. He does, uh, he does slow down quite a bit though, after the first round. And, you know, I, I gotta say, uh, he's not the most technical striker. He's pretty wild at times. Uh, but if he lands, he can put you out. And, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of trouble picking this one. 80% on tapology are going with Mendoka, but, uh, I think if the same Castaneda shows up to beat Miles Johns, he will out cardio Mendoka. Uh, you know, John's going to have the speed advantage with the hands. Um, Mendoka does get hit a lot and the value is probably on Mendoka. I know he's an underdog or he was, I don't know if he still is right now, but, uh, yeah, after watching the tape back, man, you know, uh, it was good that, you know, Mendoka came in and didn't get finished by Basarat, but he didn't really look very good in that fight. I know it was on short notice. I'm sure he's going to be much improved, but, uh, I'm going to take Castaneda to get the win, um, I would say by, you know, a, a late third round finish after Mendoka's gassed out. But if if Castaneda has trouble with the cardio again, it could it could uh it could be the opposite. So it's keep an eye on the weight cut if you're planning on putting money on this fight. I'll probably have uh Castaneda in a in a parlay and then I'll probably trade switch them out on another one and have Mendoka on there for the underdog value. Um but it's gonna be a fun fight for sure. Next up, we got Elezu Zaleski. <laughs> I don't know how to say his first name. Elizu Zaleski. Um, taking on Abubakar Nagamaga Medov. 
And, uh, sorry, I got to find the stuff in my notes. They mixed all this stuff around. So Zaleski is 36 years old, 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He is 23-7 and seven and 9-3 and three in the UFC. And, um, you know, this guy's very good. Um, this guy went on a seven-fight win streak one, at one point in the UFC. Um, if we look at that, we can go look at his record real quick. Um, very impressive, uh, you know, with this guy. Um, he's got 14 wins by knockout, three by submission, Um at one point, look at his win streak, Omari Akhmadov, he lost his debut to Nicholas Dalby, then beat Omari Akhmadov, Kita Nakamura, Lyman Good, Max Griffin, Sean Strickland, Luigi Vandermini, Curtis Millinder, and he got knocked out by uh, the leech, uh, Jingliang Li, and uh, lost to Muslim Salikov by split decision. That was a very close fight. And in his last time out, he beat uh, Benoit Saint-Denis, um, who's a very good fighter. But I do think that was Benoit's debut, and I think it was up a weight class. So, uh, you know, keep that in mind whenever you're thinking about that. But uh, you know, he hasn't fought in uh, in almost a year and a half, I believe. Yeah, I've been over a year and a half. And uh, very good striking, very fast. He throws a lot of spin kicks and stuff like that. His nickname is uh, Capoeira, so... That tells you kind of, kind of the way he fights. Um, so it makes sense that he does all that crazy stuff. Uh, he's gonna have the striking advantage in this fight for sure. Their reaches are the same. Um, what it comes down to is how good is his takedown defense, really. You know, his his last win was over, um, you know, Benoit Saint Denis, Saint Denis, who's got a pretty good, pretty good grappling game and stuff like that. And I think he did give up a few takedowns in that fight. But he was able to get you know back up, but I don't know that. Anybody that he's fought yet um, will compare to the level of wrestling that, you know, the Nurmagomedov family brings to the table. So uh, that's something to think about. So um, Abubakar is 33 years old. He is 5'11 with a 73-inch reach. He's 17-3-1 and 2-1 and uh, in the UFC. So, uh, you know, lots of disrespect on this guy. You know, this is the uh, one guy of this last name that everybody doubts for some reason. Um, it's funny that you'll notice with a lot of these Dagestani guys, you know, they're they're coming into UFC and very early on in their career, they'll get caught by something stupid, a big punch or a triangle choke. Um, you know, this like this guy did. He got caught in a triangle choke by uh, by David Zawada. So, you know, that that's a bad look, but, you know, uh, it happens sometimes. And, uh, uh, you know, the same thing happened to Ankaliyev. He got caught by Paul Craig in a fucking triangle choke, you know. And no business getting caught. It just happens sometimes. Uh, you know, pe people fuck up sometimes. <laughs> um, but I took him in his last two fights, man, uh, against uh, Jared Gooden and uh, Godzi Omergaziev, and he looked really good. He looked really good in those fights. Um, you know, he, he's got great wrestling. Not the most exciting fighter in the world, um, but he does get the wins. Uh, he fights behind his jab really well. His striking's starting to look a lot better. Um, you know, he started using his kicks a lot more, uh, very good at sweeps and reversing positions. If guys are taking him down or trying to take him down, um, you know, Zaleski strikey is good enough that I'm not super confident in it, but I'm going to go with the wrestling of Nurmagomedov here to win the by decision. 
next up. This is going to be a fight of the night, probably. While it lasts. <laughs> uh, really looking forward to this one. And I'm really excited to see uh, Guron back in there, man. He's a very, very good fighter. And uh, just kind of been sidelined a lot. You know, he came into the UFC. He beat uh, Gamrot. And that was two years and six months ago. Then he was out for over a year before he fought Demiris Magulov. And I thought he won that fight. So, um, you know, uh, Guram is 31 years old, 5'11", with a 72-inch reach. He is 12-3 and and 1-1 and in the UFC. And uh, this guy's really good, man. He's a great grappler, a great striker. You know, he beat Gamrot in his debut. And uh, like I said, I thought he won his last fight. Um, he has great Muay Thai. He's very dangerous off of his back as well. Powerful kicks, technical striking. Um, I think this guy's a lock on this card. Uh, definitely hasn't had, you know, an easy fight in the UFC yet. You know, he's got great takedown defense. I'm very impressed with him kind of being primarily a Muay Thai guy. He had really good sweeps and very dangerous off of his back. Um, you know, he attacks with submissions constantly if he's on his back. Um, and I think this fight's going to be his statement win in the UFC. I think this is going to be it for him, man. Uh, and uh, he's taking on Jamie Malarkey. He's 28 years old, six foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He's going to have a two inch reach advantage. Um, he's 16 and five and four and three in the UFC. And you know, I'm a big Malarkey fan. You know, he has good power and great striking. He's well rounded. Um, but unfortunately, man, you know, I've got to I got to go with Guram here. I think Malarkey is going to be kind of outclassed here. You know, um, all the way around. Uh, you know, he's he's ne Malarkey's never in a boring fight. It's going to be exciting. But I got to go with. Um, Guram, um, and I'm going to say he wins by second round KO. Next up, we got Kareen Silva taking on Caitlin Souza. And Kareen Silva is 29 years old. She is 5'5 five five with a 67 inch reach. She is 15 and 4 and 1 and 0 in the UFC. And uh, yeah, she's very talented, great jujitsu, lots of finishes on her record. Um, you know, in the regional scene, tons of finishes there. Uh, her debut was over a girl who's since been cut from the UFC. Um, so that's, I did believe she won that by knockout, right? Oh, no, it was submission. Uh, yeah, submission. And, um, you know, I think, I think Kareen is, uh, you know, she's very powerful, man. Big for the weight class. Um, really good prospect. Really looking forward to watching her fight again. And, uh, I think she's probably going to be better everywhere the fight goes right here. Um, she's taking on Caitlin Souza. She is 27 years old, 5'3". We don't have a reach on her yet. Um, she's 13-3, and three, and this is going to be her UFC debut. Uh, and, you know, she's another one that has lots of finishes on her record um, by, by knockout and body shots uh, on her record. And uh, this is a fight I could feel I feel could be pretty close, but, you know, they're both exciting prospects. But um, like I said, I think Kareen's going to be better everywhere the fight goes. And uh, I'm going to take her to win by submission uh, round three. Um, yeah, let's go round three, rear naked choke. Next up, we got Tim Elliott taking on Victor Altamirano. This is going to be a very good fight. If I can find it on my notes. Sorry, I'm... Disorganized and tired today, guys. Been a long weekend. <laughs> um, so we got Tim Elliott. He is 36 years old, 5'7", with a 67-inch reach. He is 18, 12, and 1, and 7 and 10 in the UFC. And I really like Tim Elliott. He's got a really weird style that's kind of hard for guys to get a read on sometimes. Um, you know, he's also not afraid to fight dirty and get the win, you know, like we saw in his last fight against uh, 
uh, Tagir Olimbekov. He was grabbing the gloves and all kinds of stuff, man. But I was happy he won that fight. He looks pretty good, man. And um, you know, he's got tricky footwork. He's got really good head movement. He's fun to watch. Um, he has good takedowns, uh, good scrambles and sweeps. Um, you know, very experienced, very tough. He's fought all kinds of guys, man. Very good, very good opponents. He's been around for a while. Uh, let's look at his record, man. He's got three wins by knockout, six wins by submission. He's got five losses by submission. And uh, he's lost to Matuas Nicolau. Um, you know, he beat Jordan Espinoza, Ryan Benoit. Lost to Brandon Royval, Askar Askarov, Davison Figueredo. Um, he beat Luis Smoka, Demetrius Johnson. He lost to him. Um, he's been around a long time, man. He's, he looked really good. He looks like he's really coming around and having a second a second run in uh, – you know, in, in his career right now. Uh, and he's taken on Victor Altamoreno. He is 32 years old, 5'8", with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 12-2 and 2-1 and two and one in the UFC. Uh, you know, the loss that he had in the UFC was a really close fight. I thought he won that fight. Um, who was that? Against Carlos Hernandez. And um, then he came out and he destroyed Daniel Da Silva. He looked really good there. He got caught early on and overcame some adversity and ended up getting the win by ground and pound. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Victor's. He's fighting out of Fort Worth, Texas, where I live. Um, he's very fast. He, he throws nice long combinations. He has a very good chin. He can take a shot. Uh, in his last fight, he showed he can, he can fight smart and stick to his game plan. You know, he fought a very powerful guy in Salvador. Um, a guy that was a lot bigger than him and he stuck to his game plan. He stayed out of the way, of the big shots and, and he did a very good job, man. And uh, I won some money on him in that fight. And uh, right now, he's a plus 125 underdog. Uh, and I'm going to be riding with him on this. Let me let me check and see if he's still a plus 125 real quick. He might be worse now. But uh, I believe that's what... Yeah, he's still a plus 125. Um, you know, I think Tim does still tend to slow down in the third round. And I think Altamirano also has a pretty weird style. Um and and he'll he'll develop a game plan and he'll stick to it and hopefully he'll be able to uh, get a late finish on on Tim Elliott. Next up we got Jim Miller taking on Jared Gordon. This is a tricky one, man. And I I really they just announced this. Originally I'd done the the done the study in on Ludovic Klein. Um so, uh, Jim Miller is 39 years old. He's getting close to 40 uh, here in a few months. Um, he's 5'8 with a 71 inch reach. He's going to have a three inch reach advantage here. He's 35 and 17 and 24, 16 and 1 in the UFC. And, uh, you know, Jim's a legend. And late in his career, his striking has gotten a lot better. You know, he's knocked out some of these young guys. Um, his last fight was real close with Alex Hernandez. Um, he has great jujitsu, 19 wins by submission on his record. Um, but I think this late in his career, he tries to avoid the grappling, probably due to it eating into his cardio quite a bit. And uh, he likes to come out and throw punches and leg kicks. Now, man, that's pretty much the game plan. And, you know, his cardio is pretty good, um, you know, when that's what he's doing on the striking. We don't we haven't seen a whole lot of his grappling, you know, these last four or five fights, um, aside from the uh, submission of Donald Cerrone. Um, but that was just a real quick, uh, real quick deer, uh, deal. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I think he's, I don't know if he's an underdog against Jared Gordon. Let me see if they got it up yet. Um, 
I don't believe they have it up yet. I know he was an underdog against Ludovic Klein, so imagine he'll probably wind up being an underdog here too. Um, definitely a live underdog. Um, he's setting records every time he steps into the cage now, you know, being in the UFC for so long. I mean, he puts out a ton of volume, you know, uh, not a whole lot more to say other than that, man. You know, this is a pretty tricky fight because uh, Miller's striking has looked very good, you know, and he has pretty good takedown defense. So, and uh, I think that, you know, Jared Gordon, Jared Gordon's 34 years old, 5'9 with a 68 inch reach. Um, he's 19 and 6. And uh, let's check it out. 19 and 6, 7, 5 and 1 in the UFC with his no contest being against Bobby Green last time out. Um, you know, Jared Gordon's very good, man. He's got good wrestling. You know, he looked really good against Patty Pimlet. I, I thought he won that fight. Everybody else did too. Um, and the last time out, he was looking pretty good against Bobby Green until he got caught with the with the uh, the head or whatever and and put down and Green jumped on him and finished it. Um, but, uh, you know, that screwed me out of a little bit of money because I had a play on Green. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jared Gordon's very good, man, and he's, the thing is, man, is I, I just, Jared Gordon's going to be a pretty good favorite. I would think he'd be a pretty good play, but I don't know, man. The way that Jim Miller's been looking, you know, uh, if Jared can't get him down, I think Miller will will win the striking in this fight. And, um, you know, Jared Gordon just got that. He was basically knocked out, you know, cold just almost four weeks ago. So um, it's a very quick turnaround to be jumping back in against, you know, uh, a guy who's been knocking people out here recently. So I feel like I, I feel like on paper, you know, I'm supposed to be picking Jared Gordon. Um, he's the younger guy, you know, he's got, he, he's, he's got the wrestling, but I, I could definitely see a world where Jim Miller knocks him out. You know, um, I'm going to go with Jim Miller, man. Um, I'm going to go with Jim Miller by uh, by knockout the uh, in the in the uh, second round, maybe even the first round. I'm going to take the chance on him, man, because uh, I don't like Jared Gordon jumping back in this or you know this quick after being knocked out, you know, uh, just a few weeks ago. So it's a quick turnaround, and and Miller hits hard, man. His strikings look good. It's been looking better every time we've seen him. So I'll take the shot on him. I'll definitely have him in a parlay. And uh, next up, we got Alex Caceres taking on Daniel Pineda. And uh, this should be a pretty good fight. Um, uh, Alex is <clears throat> 34 years old, 5'10", with a 73.5-inch reach. He's going to have a, what, 2.5-inch reach advantage here? No, 3.5-inch reach advantage, sorry. Um He's 20 and 13 and 15, one and one in the UFC. And, uh, you know, he's had a late resurgence in his career, man. You know, he's looked really good here lately. Um, let's look at his, his run he's on right now. And his last win was a very impressive knockout over Julian Arosa that he, he threw that punch and slipped the leg over right after it came up with the kick. He kind of threw the punch just to, just to, just to, you know, uh, throw him off get him focused on the punch so he could bring that kick over. It was very impressive. Um, and then he had a very close fight with Sadiq Youssef before that. I thought it was a very close fight. I know it was a unanimous, unanimous decision, but I thought it was a pretty close fight. Um, before that, he beat Sungwoo Choi uh, by submission, uh, Kevin Kroom, 
uh, Austin Springer, Chase Hooper, Steve Peterson. He was on a a six fight win streak there for a minute. So he's had a really good, really good go of it here and in, late into his career. And uh, you know he's a very good striker. You know he, he's hard to hit. He has great head movement. He's a great counter striker. Um, you know of all of his wins that he has, he only has four wins by knockout. Um, you know, he's got really good jujitsu, but he prefers to strike. You know, he throws a lot of kicks. Uh, you know, he's looked really good lately, man. Um, you know, and, uh, he stays on the outside, man. He counter punches. Um, he'll dance around, have guys chasing him, and just pop him in the face the whole time. Um, he he's looked great, man. And I was really impressed with him getting that knockout on Julian Arosa because Julian Arosa was coming in with a lot of a lot of momentum at that point. You know, he had just beat uh, Hakeem Dawadu, so. I was very impressed with that win. Uh, he's taking on Daniel Pineda. He is uh, 37 years old, 5'7", with a 70-inch reach. He is 28 and 14 and 5, 5'5", five, five and 1 in the UFC. Um, so, this guy got me, you know, on the last on his last fight, man. I had to play on Tucker Lutz, uh, and he, he beat the crap out of him. Made Tucker look horrible, and maybe, maybe Tucker Lutz is horrible. <laughs> you know, um... So, you know, this is a, this guy's good, man. You know, I mean, the, the reason that I worry, you know, about this guy and, you know, I'm, I'm no better than, than anybody else, man. You know, I'll be the, I'll be the first to tell you, like, you know, I had a, a you know, a, a, a past, I used to be an addict and, uh, you know, that's kind of part of the reason that I never actually, you know, had a fight, a professional fight. I used to go to the gym and train every time I'd have my stuff together. And, you know, ultimately, um, my addiction, you know, um, uh, you know, cost me, got me thrown in prison, you know, and, uh, and I got out, you know, and my got out when I was about 30 years old and, and have been doing right ever since. Um, but I definitely know the uh, the struggle of addiction and stuff like that, and it kind of cost me my dream of being a fighter, you know, because um, I trained off and on for years, man, and I just uh, just kept letting my addiction get the better of me. So I'm no better than anybody else. But uh, you know, this guy's had failed tests for steroids and amphetamines, and you know, like I said, it's uh, I understand the struggle, you know, but that's just part of the reason that I, I'm kind of iffy on him because you know if. You know, if he's he had a failed dr- drug test for amphetamine, so it's like if if he has slipped back into that or whatever, you know, you don't know what he'll look like, you know, and so you gotta kind of keep an eye on that stuff. But um, uh, you know, uh, I understand the steroid stuff; it happens all the time with all these guys. You know, um, he's very powerful. He's a very thick, you know, strong dude, and he looked amazing his last time out. I mean, he has really good takedowns and wrestling. His cardio looked a lot better in his last fight. Um. You know, he has 19 wins by submission on his record, so I would say his jiu-jitsu is pretty solid. Um, you know, I could totally see this being a fight where, you know, I get it wrong, uh, and, you know, Pineda shows me up and uses his his wrestling and the takedowns to beat Alex, but uh, I got to go with Alex here. You know, I think he's going to dance around on the outside and land the better volume. I don't know if he's going to be able to knock Daniel Pineda out, but uh, this, is, this could be a pretty close fight, though, man. You know, it's one of those things where... Um, if you remember, you know, the, uh, Caceres and, and Sung Woo Choi fight, um, you know, Caceres was getting his ass whooped in that fight. And, uh, because of a, I think it was an illegal shot that Sung Woo Choi threw, they stopped the fight for a little bit. So Alex could, could make sure he was good. And then Alex came back and, and got the submission, uh, then, but 
And uh, Sung Woo Choi is using, you know, a lot of his wrestling and stuff in that point, I think, uh, in that fight, if I remember correctly. Um, so this could be a pretty close fight, man, but I'm going to take uh, Alex to get the win by decision. And uh, next up, we got Kai Kara France taking on Amir Albazi, the main event. And I'm sure I know we're about to have a uh, about to have a week off after I get this one out, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I'm sure some fights will probably wind up getting changed around, and I'll <clears throat> I'll do a small video on the fight or whatever if something gets changed out. But um, so uh, Kai Kara France, uh, big fan of this guy's. Um, He's 30 years old, 5'4", with a 66-and-a-half-inch reach. He is 24-10 and 10 and 7-3 and 3 in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, he's very explosive. He's got very good striking. Um, he's only been beat by the champion and Brandon Royval, who's also very good. Um, you know, he's, he's really well-rounded, very fast uh, with his striking, heavy hands, throws a lot of calf kicks. His takedown defense has really improved a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a lot of what this fight comes down to. You know, can he stuff the takedowns? Uh, you know, cause you know, on the feet, he's going to have a pretty good shot. You know, this could be a pretty close fight on the feet, but he does his best work, you know, when he's the one pushing the pace and walking his opponent down. And, uh, you know, if Oscar Oscarov had trouble keeping Kai down, you know, he, he definitely has a chance in this fight with Albazi. Um, you know, but originally before I, before I went back and watched the tape, you know, um, I was pretty confident that I was going to be going with Kai in this fight. Um, but, you know, upon reviewing the tape, you know, I kind of kind of had a change of opinion. You know, um, um, he's taking on Amir Albazi. He is 29 years old, 5'5", with a 68-inch reach. He is 16-1 and and 4-0 and in the UFC. Uh, so my first thought is, you know, um, you know, Kai just fought for an interim title. You know, um, has Albazi done enough, you know, that he should be fighting Kai yet? That's what a lot of people have talked about. That's what I thought at first, you know when they announced this fight. And, uh, I mean, there are guys in other divisions, you know, with six, seven fight win streaks that haven't got a title fight or fought in a title eliminator yet. So that's kind of my line of thought I mean, originally with that. Um, you know, the last guy that, uh, Albazi beat was making his UFC debut, um, hopped in to replace somebody else on short notice. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's very good. You know, he trains at extreme couture. He's got a very good camp. He's going to have a one and a half inch reach advantage here. Um, he has very good jujitsu, eight submission wins on his record. Uh, he's going to be the bigger guy here too, for sure. Uh, it's going to be a pretty big size advantage and, uh, he has very good wrestling. Um, he uses his jab very well, uh, really snaps it out there. Very, you know, snappy jab. Um, and you know, he's got good ground and pound and elbows from top position. Uh, this is a hard fight to predict, man. I could see Albazi muscling Kai to the ground and I could also see Kai stuff in the takedowns. And, uh, also, this is a five-round fight. We don't know what either of these guys is going to look like after the third round. Um, you know, I want Kai to win this fight. You know, um, it was a pick at the time of me doing my notes. Let me check and see what it is now. I believe uh, Albazi is a minus 120. Yeah, Albazi is a minus 120 right now. Um, you know, upon watching the tape, man, Albazi's striking is a lot better than I remembered. He was putting a lot of volume out there, which... Going back and watching, you know, some of Kai's fights, that's something that I always pictured in my head when I, you know, I've seen all of his fights, but, you know, I was picturing in my head that he threw out tons of volume. But when I went back and looked, you know, had his last, you know, few fights, he didn't really throw out a ton of volume. Uh, you know, I mean, he was, it, it was, it was kind of mind blowing that I was like, man, you know, he didn't really, 
throw out as high of a volume as I thought he was going to, you know, and, uh, and Albazi does put out a lot of volume. He hits very hard. Um, he, I'm going to be going with Albazi in this spot. Um, I think he's probably going to take over from round three to five because Kai does show to slow down. Um, I believe he made it to the fourth round with, um, with Brandon Moreno. Did he not? Let me check. No, it was round three when he lost. So, but he was looking pretty tired in the Moreno fight um, at uh, during round three at that point. So, I think Albazi is going to have the better cardio. I'm going to take Albazi to get the win by decision. Um, but it could go either way, man. It's a pretty close fight. The price is good on either of them right now. I wouldn't blame anybody for taking Kai Kara France at you know plus money. Um, but yeah, man, this should be a pretty good fight. It's a pretty good, pretty good main event. Uh, looking forward to it. And um, that's all my picks. Uh, as far as my bets go, man, I've got a couple of... Uh, Y'all know I'm not afraid to go with the underdog plays, so... <laughs> uh, I got a um, couple of underdog plays that are just small plays. I've got a, a small play on uh, Nurmagomedov at plus, plus 115. Um, that was like... I don't even know how to do the math on that. Um let's call it a let's call it a quarter unit I guess I don't know I'd have to put it on the calculator get the exact math on that close to a quarter unit a little under um, and then I got to play on Guram Kudalice it's a two unit play I got him at minus 275 um, and then I got a small play on Victor Altamirano um, at plus 130 uh, and that's another play that's a little bit under a quarter unit um and then I've got a parlay that I put together, a uh, two-man parlay, uh, Kudalitsi and Albazi. It's a plus-148 parlay. And uh, I put, it's not quite a full unit. I put $700 on that. And uh, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm considering a play on Alex uh, Caceres and maybe parlaying him with somebody else for plus money. Um, and also, I'll probably, whenever I post my bets for this card, I'll probably throw a, you know, my, a, one of my bigger parlays on there or whatever. You know, I don't like putting my bigger parlays out there, man, because, uh, you know, they don't always hit. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of a waste of money, man, for me to be putting bets out there that, that you know, that, uh, that I don't know that are going to hit. I don't like doing that. So I usually throw away probably anywhere from 150 to $250 on, you know, big parlays every weekend. Really cuts into my profits, you know, and um, it's... Uh, yeah, man, I, I do it because I'm addicted to them, man. Like in two, maybe, I think it was at the end of 2021, I hit a like a 10-fight parlay for almost, it was like $10,000. So, uh, you know, I'm addicted to making those big parlays. So I always, you know, always waste money on them every weekend. And, uh, I mean, if y'all want to see those, I can start putting them out there so y'all can see them. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, I was very fortunate because I know a lot of that's how a lot of people bet. They make big parlays and, you know, little risk for big reward. And, um, yeah, I was fortunate because whenever I hit that, that big parlay and one, you know, 10 grand, I was able to, at that point, start betting like I do now. Cause I, I had the money to, you know, I was able to do the single plays or the two fight parlays, you know, that's where I went all my money at. So, um, I was very fortunate there. And, uh, so maybe I'll start putting all those parlays out there for you guys. You know, I know a lot of y'all guys make big parlays and stuff, and I've had a couple hit here recently. So, um, and, uh, 
Yeah, man, I'll do the, uh, no one won the contest uh, for the autographed UFC prints, um, and I'll do it again on this card. I know there's only a few of you guys that participate. Um, so the, 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 the contest is you got to pick three winners on this card. You got to pick the method of victory, you know, knockout or submission, and in uh, what round they win it in, and you can only pick one fight to win by decision. So you, the other two fights have to be uh, a submission or knockout, and you got to tell me what round. And uh, I have autographed Donald Cerrone, autographed Demetrius Johnson, um, an autographed Holly Holm. I've got a UFC glove signed by Killer, Manor, Killer Miller, and uh, y'all can pick whichever one of those that y'all want. And um, <laughs> and uh, if, if you do, if you if you win, so whoever gets it first, the first one to uh, to to get it right wins. And uh, you'll have to mess, um, you'll have to talk to me on Instagram as far as you know getting all that worked out if you win, but we'll figure it out. And um, yeah, I guess that's all, man. Sorry that. Uh, I've been putting this one off all week, and I should have got it out earlier. A um, little bit out of it, a little bit worn out. So, um, but yeah, man, that's uh, that's gonna be it for me, man. I appreciate you guys. Looking forward to another another good card, making some more money. Hopefully, you guys are are listening to me, and you're making some money too. Um, but yeah, man, uh, thank y'all so much. Oh yeah, I'm up over 200 subscribers now. It's a big deal for me, and uh, getting more every day. So I really appreciate it, and. Uh, but yeah, man, that's it for me. Thank you guys, man. Y'all have a good one.